You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Porpoise Pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All dolphins, all the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana. Welcome on in, everybody, to the Porpoise Pod. Brendan Tobin here with you alongside my co-host, Alejandro Solana. And uh, let's porpin. Porpin it. I feel like that should just be, uh, you know, what we call our listeners, you know? You know, I, the, por- the, the Porp Pod, the Porp, squ- the porp Squad. Whatever you're doing, you're out here porpin' it, you know? You tell yeah. your people. Just come on. Come, uh, come porp with us every now and then. Yeah, it sounds very sensual when you say it like that. <laughs> we did do a segment uh, on the radio show today of most handsome Heat players because I mm-hmm. was I was really taken aback by Gabe Vincent when I uh, spoke with him at Miami Heat Media Day. Did you did you notice that too? I mean, those eyes, my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler was fawning over your eyes. I like know that he, was a moment. Yeah, there was a moment there, and I, I just imagine that uh, he has the same type of connection every time he looks at Gabe Vincent. Who do you think has better hair on the Dolphins? Do you think it's Duke Riley or Von Ginkle? It's Van Ginkle. I mean, Duke, Duke Riley, like, it's special. But Van Ginkle, has, he's, he's been growing that flow out for, what, a couple of years now? Like, maybe over a decade? He's one of those guys that strikes me where he takes great pride in his hair. Don't touch his hair. Doesn't cut his hair. Probably uses a conditioner, shampoos it twice. Nice rinse. You know what I mean? Like, he, he takes great pride in it. I mean, I don't know anything about Von Ginkle other than that beautiful hair and that he's a menace, but I imagine that whatever he's making, I feel like he could already live his life just happy because I imagine Von Ginkle just living on a fan boat somewhere in the Everglades, just happy, like in a little cabin, you know, yeah. just probably like uh, catching pythons with his bare hands in the off season. I don't know. These are the things I think about. I don't like, what is Von Ginkle's background? Is he from Florida? Cause he looks like a Florida man. He does. He looks- <laughs> He looks Let's like see. he's he looks like he's out here. He's selling like he's selling like uh, Python skin wallets. Uh, played college football at South Dakota. Was I born guess. in Rock Valley, Iowa. Ugh. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. He, he must uh he, he must be loving South Florida. Yeah, it's <laughs> from much, Rock... warm, much warmer. <laughs> Rock Valley, Iowa. What do you think they have there, Tobin? Farm. I don't know. Corn. I don't know. What do they grow in Iowa? Uh, Iowa, just defense, I guess. Clearly, <laughs> clearly not quarterbacks. I feel like, it, you know, if you're like, yeah, the kid's a quarterback out of Iowa, it's like, yeah, you know, you gotta. Uh, you ever play linebacker, kid? <laughs> Von Ginkle, maybe like this entire dream. His entire dream was he wanted to be a quarterback, but instead of being the next Trevor Lawrence with the with beautiful hair, he just be like, oh, I'm from Iowa. They maybe be a linebacker. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't let you be a pretty boy quarterback nope. like if you're gonna have the pretty boy characteristics you've just got to run people over that's the that's way it right. works I do imagine like I have this this picture in my head of Zach Steeler waking up you know he steps out of his camper in the Everglades nice little cup of joe and uh here comes Andrew Van Ginkle on his airboat just waiting yeah, I agree to, see you at practice later <laughs> hey uh, how many of them bug zappers you got Got the latest one. Look, they're just, you know, probably just always just taking the shot. I don't think they go to Home Depot, though. They go to the local hardware store. Oh, no. They just chop their own wood down. Like, yeah. they, they do everything manually. <laughs> everything. 
There's no like I remember there was one time where like Birdman Anderson took Udonis Haslam like gator hunting. I could just picture those two. There's the out there just trying to take out all the reptiles. Wrangling. Taking it out. I don't know what where we got off to on the start, but the point is uh Dolphins uh, have a long long injury report, but should have just time ended we... it. You should have just ended it. All right, that's our porpoise pod. <laughs> that's our lot. pod for today, everybody. <laughs> we'll talk to uh, you tomorrow. But the last time we talked, Solana, we had a lot of speculation. We didn't know what the quarterback situation was. And uh, in the danger of podcasting, as soon as we release that episode, we get all that information. Of course. Um, Skylar Thompson, he is going to start this week at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa back on the practice field, which is awesome to see that he's out there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater limited in practice on Thursday. So that's great to see. Xavier Howard has said that he's going to play this week. Um, the only bad news, it seems like, is Teron Armstead is still not practicing, but he doesn't practice. So I don't really know what to make of that other than, well, he played like three snaps the last game. So I'm not confident in anything you get from Teron Armstead. But uh, let's start on a couple of things. One, how good does it see Tua back out there? And the idea that he is on the mend and maybe possibly he's not going to play this week, but maybe the possibility is we see him on Sunday night football. Yeah. I mean, we, we have to be thrilled just, just knowing, look, we we've made a lot about, uh, we've talked a lot about Tua and uh, the way that we think the league has kind of come down on the dolphins and, and put him in this situation that we don't agree with, but just happy the dude's healthy, you know, like he's, he's out there. And, you know, I think the quote I saw was that he's, quote, chomping at the bit to come back out and uh, and play with the team. Like, just good feeling. I'm glad he's out there. I'm glad he's around the team. I'm glad he's in good spirits still. And uh, like you said, I, I miss him. I miss number QB1. I miss him so much. I miss him too, man. It's a, it's a lot of fun to see him out there. And I'm sure the team can't wait to have him out there. But um, what did you make of the idea of the Dolphins – going the route of Skylar Thompson being the starter this week that Teddy Bridgewater wasn't going to be able to practice until Thursday on a limited basis. So they made the decision very quickly. It's, it appears to go with Skylar as the starter, even though we are still very uh, hazy on what Teddy Bridgewater's actual injury status is. Uh, Mike McDaniel did not rule him out for Sunday and says, if he clears everything, he should be able to be the backup which is a role he's familiar with here, but they very quickly went in the direction of, hey, Skylar Thompson's going to get the preparation this week in practice uh, to get him ready to be the starting QB for the Vikings. you agree with that? I do only because I think, you know, we're all pretty, it's it's pretty set in stone that Skylar Thompson is uh, a little raw still, definitely needs some work, and he's not going to be the Skylar Thompson we saw in preseason. With that being said, you get a full week of practice with him preparing as a starter there's a difference preparing as a backup and he never could have imagined he'd be put in that situation where after one play he's out there now he's taking control of the team but Tobin I understand where Mike McDaniel has to make this decision do you just hope that Teddy Bridgewater clears concussion protocols even though we know he doesn't have a concussion like who knows right now it's so up in the air with the NFL it's so up in the air considering the optics considering this cloud hanging over the Dolphins. I think while it's a tough decision and it's probably not the best decision to go out and win a game with Skylar Thompson, it does make sense to me. He knows he's starting. He's preparing the entire week as a starter and the entire team knows this is the game plan. So 
So they get a week of practice under their belt with everybody on the same page. I don't disagree with that. I do think that it, it'd be hard to be put in a worse position than he was. Um, and I think the expectations were probably higher on any on him than really any third string quarterback in the league because of how good he was in the preseason. A lot of Dolphins were amped to see what he was able to do. But I do think that, look, even if he does go out there, let's say the first two, three drives and poops the bed, Teddy Bridgewater's used to that situation. He just did it on Thursday night football. Um, that's literally why you have Teddy Bridgewater there, that he is either able to start for you with a week's prep or or come in on a moment's notice. He has that kind of experience. Um, you know, he'll be in his comfort zone, you know, being in Hard Rock Stadium and all that. So I get it. I, I, I even though I, you know, even though I still think Teddy's the better QB and, you know, I think they probably knew that he would be ready and cleared to play. I think that he can handle that. I think Mike McDaniel has shown like a propensity to believe in his veterans to be able to perform at a moment's notice without practice. And that that's really a valuable thing for young guys. And so for Skyler, what is it? Something like 80% of the reps. He said that they go to the starter and he needs them. I mean, I don't know if Teddy needs those reps as much because, you know, he's, he's gotten his work and he just had that. I think that, you know, for his standpoint, neither one of these guys is QB1. Neither one of these guys is Tua Tungavailoa. But I think that Teddy Bridgewater, uh, with his experience, can deal with it a little bit better. Yeah, and I, I think what your gut is telling you will we'll have a Teddy Bridgewater sighting. Is is that what your gut's telling you in this one? Um, I don't I feel like that's a terrible way to think about things. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, based on what I saw the last week, do I think Skyler's going to take this great leap? No, I, I just feel like I feel like he just got a big taste of reality the last time around. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to, you know, be open minded that, yes, the week of prep is going to help greatly. But I also am not going to be shocked if he goes out there and he looks like a he still looks like a rookie. You know, it's it, but I think that's the crazy thing is that everybody wanted to dump Teddy Bridgewater and kick him to the curb for Skyler and we even discussed it here on this podcast this guy looks so good do we really need Teddy Bridgewater should we trade Teddy Bridgewater um and now I was that kind of... guy by the way I, yeah, I was the guy I, mean, I didn't want trading to I, I was trading Teddy Bridgewater to Dallas when uh when Dak Prescott goes down and what do you know Cooper Rush is better for that team anyway so yeah. I was that guy yeah maybe uh Dak Prescott will be here as the backup next year who knows <laughs> for Tua you know just in case you always it seems like with Tua they may always have to have a really uh impressive backup no but i just think that he it, for for skyler he's in a tough spot because he was so good in the preseason and the way the front office and coaching staff talked about him i, I think he had probably higher expectations than any seventh round third string quarterback would ever have in a game like that uh, that being said he also looked really bad in my opinion and yeah. i thought that was uh, that he was very mistake prone but hopefully this week does him a lot of good. That this that that he looks a lot better, and that he is the guy who's able to deliver them because they got a a pretty tough task against a, a decent Vikings team. I don't know if they're a legit four. I think people had really high expectations of the Vikings coming into this year, but you know their schedule's been a little bit south. You know they they've had a, uh, a um the benefit of a of a crappy division that they play in, and you know. I don't know. I, I don't know if I should fear them 
quite yet, but because I, I know if I had, I, I know if the Dolphins had a full deck, I'd feel like the Dolphins would smoke them. I'd feel like this is going to be snuffing the Bills out again. They're going to melt out that stadium and um, they're going to go and get that win and all that type of stuff. But yeah, the not having the quarterback is uh, is is a confidence blow. What's their best win so far? Because they beat the Packers week one. I think we talked about it. You know, Aaron Rodgers kind of jumped the shark right now. That team's no bueno. Um, they beat the Lions 28 to 24. We know the Lions are are not good. The Saints are the Saints. Right. And they beat the Bears last week. They had a big lead. Chicago fights back. They give up 22 points uh, or 20 points, I should say, because at the end it was it doesn't count the two uh, the safety that they gave up. So, I mean, and their one losses to the Eagles on the road. Who's, right. and the Eagles have been awesome. So I don't hold that against them. It's a tough win to go get, but um, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say they have like a signature win yet. I guess that would probably be Green Bay because that's the chance they have to go dethrone them from that division. But since then, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty soft schedule that they've had to take on thus far. We talk about, you know, the gauntlet, the dolphins face, that is not what they faced early on in this year, uh, getting to the record that they have, but you know, they have to probably be looking at this opportunity because they don't really have a hard schedule probably up until, you know, with, with what they got here, this was probably they were looking at this and saying, wow, we got to go to Miami. That looks like a really tough game. They're probably thinking that two weeks ago. And now they're probably thinking to themselves, man, we could really fluff up this record, taking on a rookie QB, hosting Arizona, taking on the commanders. So, well, oh, my God. I mean, this Dan Snyder story. <laughs> Jesus. Just what do you think Stephen Ross is like the, the kookiest of the kooks when it comes to owners? You're just like, well, he hold ain't my Snyder. Beer. Yeah, yeah, hold Snyder, my beer. He ain't Snyder. <laughs> It's kind of crazy, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that the Vikings, I, I don't think this is an unsurmountable climb for them or insurmountable climb for the Dolphins. Um, but I also don't, I, I don't find this to be the cupcake walk that I would uh, if the Dolphins had Tua starting, and they don't. So close to being what six and zero, Tobin. Oh, I know. So close to being six and zero. You're right there, and now we're talking about ping pong tables. I mean. What the hell's going on this year? Okay, what dude. the hell's going on? We got to take a break because I want to get to the ping pong tables <laughs> because I feel like Tyreek Hill did his coach dirty. I feel like <laughs> he did. I feel like he did his coach so dirty because his coach was trying to do good thing for him and he, he, he ratted on himself. So when we get to this ping pong gate on the porpoise pod right after this porpoise pod swimming on here as the Dolphins get ready for their week six matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. One o'clock on Fox. Solano will be boots on the ground. You excited to be back home, dude? Oh, man. Like, traveling's cool with the team. It's uh, it's effortless when you don't have to go through TSA and drive to the airport, whatever. But just traveling every week sucks. You know, you, you, half the day's gone on Saturday. You land. You get two hours. You got to wake up early the next day. Then you don't get home till nine. Like, I mean, first world problems, obviously. I know people would kill for that experience. But after right. a while, after a while, it gets a little old. Do you get to enjoy the city when you go? Like, I know you usually do like a little dip into like a, a one signature restaurant or something like that. But I'm like looking at your list coming up. You got Detroit. Yeah. I don't know how much you're looking forward to that. Chicago's got to be cool. Chicago's got to be cool. I don't know if you get time to enjoy that or not. San Fran, even though it's kind of a fugazi San Francisco. San Francisco's a cool city. L.A., and then unfortunately, I have to go to Buffalo. I'm really sorry for that, though. Yeah, Buffalo in December. I mean, Oof. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm going to be miserable. I was there 
we talked about it for Halloween last year. Remember, I wore the dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> granny. <laughs> I wore the granny wolf uh, costume uh, for Halloween, which, by the way, Porpoise Pod exclusive. I it may be might be making a little comeback in uh, in Detroit, but we'll wow. you know we'll, you we'll save that. Like, I feel like you should dress like Man Campbell. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Except. He's Diesel, and I'm the antithesis of Diesel. I am, I am not D. I'm flabby. You know, I'm, I'm very flabby. But um, it's it's cool. Like I always get to do a dinner, you know, in, in a city. You get to land around six, check into the hotel. So I get a couple hours for sure. But it's not, you know, a weekend in Chicago where I'm, I'm gonna get to go to the Bean and uh i don't know what the united center i don't i like what do you do in chicago i don't even know i don't know i've never been to chicago yeah so never been to chicago i have no idea yeah it, it's cool though it's obviously a cool experience uh but yeah i'll probably i'll probably walk by the bean take a little selfie and then go get some deep dish pizza and then let joe rose tuck me in at night you know like uh just lovely s- sing me a lullaby and uh see you in the morning that's how i expect it it's it's like an air around the clock uh lullaby he's just <laughs> He's just doing the jingle for you to get you yeah. go, Shh, go to sleep. Uh, so we got to get to this ping pong story. So Mike McDaniel comes out on Wednesday and he's like, you know, I just want to say you guys got open locker room. He tells the reporters, you got open locker room. Reporters are allowed back in the locker room. You guys will notice, you know, our captains, you know, really pulled a move. They're focused on this week. They took out the ping pong table and the Dolphins, you know, he's like, and that really just shows the leadership, you know, like that, that they're putting all distractions behind them. This is a great move. That's why I have, he's like, that's why I have love for these, these guys really focused on the winning, which is a beautiful thing. Great. Uh, for Mike McDaniel to say, I mean, he was getting, I mean, the Dolphins were getting roasted mercilessly for this <laughs> because they think that the loss is because of ping pong tables. But then Tyree Kill uh, spoke to the media today, and he was asked about this, Solana. And he was uh, he, he he said uh, the reporter asked earlier in the week, head coach Mike McDaniel mentioned that the captains uh, made a decision to take the ping pong tables out of the locker room. What went into that decision? How come you guys came to that? He goes, you know what, man, I've got a brand new ping pong table coming in for the guys. I just decided like to get an all decked out Miami Dolphins ping pong table for the guys because ping pong it, we had here was too basic. So I feel like the guys, they really deserve something brand new. So that's what we're going to roll with dog, a brand new ping pong table. I don't get into analytics, giveth and taketh away. I don't get into, <laughs> I don't get into that <laughs> marvelous quote. Unbelievable. That's something that my grandparents never taught me. And that's not uh, what I am. So I feel like the guys needed a brand new t- t- ping pong table, man. <laughs> I don't know what he just said. Like, I love Tyreek. that. What the hell does analytics have to do with what his grandparents taught him about ping pong? I, I, I it's a, it's, it's breathtaking. I, I don't, I, I, and then to go further, not only did he not take it out because of leadership, just that he wanted a cooler ping pong table. He's asked about uh, what, uh, what was the focus part? Get guys more focused by taking the ping pong table out, which he's already said. That's not the reason he says, Look, these are professional athletes. This is our job. This is our livelihood. I can look at every guy, stand in front of the whole team in the faces and tell you guys that every guy on this team is focused. Every guy on this team has the same goal, and that's to win games. Like, we don't come up. We don't all drive the way up here and say, oh, we're not going to play ping pong today. That's not what we do. Our job is to go play football. Having ping pong is nice, 
but I just feel like the guys, we just needed a better table. <laughs> and so the guy says, well, so when's the new delivery coming in? I don't know yet, man. These things take minutes. Instead of pimp my ride, it's pimp my ping pong table. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Custom job, baby. <laughs> Exhibit's going to like carry it into the, the team facility. <laughs> so, you know, so why chuck the old one out? Quote, because it was kind of bent. It was bent. We've got a serious tournament going on. You see the paper on the wall? It's still up there. So that's the tournament we've got going. This tournament isn't in the air. So oh I God. just want to say, <laughs> we, we go from the coach saying, man, I really respect the leadership of my guys focused on the Vikings. And Tyree Kill is telling you, not only are we not focused, not only are we not, not focused on the Vikings, but we're also very focused on getting us the best ping pong table for this tournament because we need to fix this tournament and we need a playing service and an arena worthy of our tournament. It doesn't just – it can't be like the normal ping pong table. It's got to be the pimped out ping pong table for this tournament. That's how dedicated we are to finding out who is the greatest ping pong table or ping pong player in the facility what the hell is going on with this organization right now? <laughs> Dude, I was like, wait a minute. So uh, this is what I want to know. For Mike McDaniel, who has been aces all the way, and his players and him have been in lockstep. I know this is a goofy thing, but did Mike McDaniel, did somebody come to Mike McDaniel and tell him, hey, the guys got rid of the ping pong table. They're focused. And so he goes, oh. That's good. I'm going to run with that. Or did Tyreek Hill sell to Mike McDaniel <laughs> that we're more focused this week and the ping pong table's gone when, in fact, it is just damaged and they're getting a pimped out one? Yeah, I'm, I, I really want to know because, Tobin, Mike McDaniel is too smart for these types of things, right? Like, he, he strikes me as the guy where if even if Tyreek goes up to him and he tells him, Coach, big one this weekend. I'm getting this damn ping pong table the hell out of here. We're, we're locked in, right? He tells them that. Yep. I would expect Mike McDaniel to be smarter because he is. I'm not, I'm not questioning his intelligence, but he knows the way people use these stories and they kind of, you know, turn them into their own thing where he's going to come out and say, yeah, we're locked in. No more, no more ping pong in the facility. And then it's like, well, hold on a second. You were three and zero with a ping pong table. Like what? Like why all of a sudden? It means nothing. Are you getting rid of the ping pong table? It means right, zero. It doesn't matter. Like just don't play ping pong. You know what I mean? It's the Joe Burrow thing where he's deleting social media because his right. team comes out to a good start, but he wants to let everybody know that they're deleting social media. And it's like, well, just don't log on to Twitter, guy. Like nobody cares if if you're if. You have Twitter downloaded or not. Like, nobody well, needs to know that. Well, and that's the thing, though, here is, like, I appreciate the honesty from Tyreek Hill, but I want to know why Mike McDaniel was sold this bill of goods that this was to focus on the Vikings when it very clearly was, <laughs> no, we were just getting a better ping pong table. Is it possible that Mike McDaniel runs with this because he believes it? The captains approach him. He, you know, hey, we're playing too much ping pong, which is also a ridiculous thought that – Dolphins players, the, the the team has realized that they're spending too much time with a paddle in their hands at the facility, and you know they've got to get rid of this. This is the move. It's the symbolism, right? It's the optics of, hey, we're focused. We realize that the last two weeks haven't been pretty. We realize we have an uphill battle here. Our backup quarterback's injured. QB1's injured. 
Skylar Thompson's going to come in. We're all locked in. We're all ready to go. Um, but then it kind of spins out of control in the media where everybody's making fun of them. So now Tyreek Hill comes back and he's trying to clear it all up. Like, like ah, it was all joke. But I don't think he realizes, Tobin, that it just makes his head coach look bad. You know what I mean? I think right. it's more that. I think it's more where he's thinking like he can kind of just make this a joke, kind of just brush it away by being a clown about it. But he doesn't realize that while he's doing that, he has just left Mike McDaniel out <laughs> to dry. Like he just threw his ass under the bus. It's not pit my ride, dude. It's pit my ping pong table. <laughs> that is an incredible quote. What needs to, yeah, what needs to happen is, it's not only that, it goes, it's not pit my ride, it's pit my ping pong table, so that's what we're doing. <laughs> Custom job, baby. <laughs> What's it going to have, like, uh, like, uh, I, uh, like the, the little ball dispenser? You know, like, oh, you yeah, dude. The but it's like a sensor. It's a sensor. I actually probably picture like that has like it actually looks like an ocean and there's little hologram dolphins like swimming on it like a green screen. Wow. You know, I think that's what's going down on the on the dolphins custom ping pong table. Cup holders, leather cup holders yes. on each side, but they don't interfere, obviously, with the ping pong because that would just not make any sense for this pimped out ping pong table. I also want to know, does like, OK, so he orders this. And Tyreek Hill obviously makes a lot of money. He can afford the best ping pong table he wants to. Does he like put it in an expense report though? And it'd be like, yeah, but it's for work. Yeah. This like is... does, does he have to go to like Greta and HR and fill out like a, a, like a concur expense report and just be like, Hey, uh, this one's for parking at a charity event. And this is $5,000 for a custom ping pong table. Listen, this is a, an integral part of uh, of our business day-to-day operations. This is a team bonding exercise, and I expect to be refunded the $27,000 I spent on this ping pong table. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, These are one of the things like, I wish immediately. I can't wait for Mike McDaniel's reaction when he says this. So, you know how you said that uh, this is about <laughs> leadership? Apparently, it just was for quality of field of play, Mike. What's going to happen uh, Friday is Mike McDaniel is going to approach the media. He's going to address the media and everybody wants to ask his question. That's the first question everybody wants to ask. But Barry Jackson has work to do. OK, so Barry Jackson's going to get his first two questions in about Teron Armstead. Yep. And then the second question is going to be about the, uh, I don't know, uh, Ezukama's no, uh, eye. Right. OK, Ezukama's eye. And then, you know. Who's it going to be? Marcel Louis-Jacques. He's, he's had a good couple questions with Tyreek, uh, Tyreek Hill, or David Fironis. Somebody's going to come in and launch it out at him. Hey, what the hell's going on with the ping pong table? Because not only are you guys not getting rid of the ping pong table, you have now upgraded the ping pong table. You know what I would like? You know what I would think would focus on it? Like, what if they got little custom ping pong balls, but instead of like, you know, just regular ping pong balls. What if they had like Kirk Cousins face on them? Ooh, okay. You know, and so like right. the defense goes, you know, it's just like playing with it. It's just Kirk Cousins. You know, that just gets you focused on the, so you're always focused on the game. Yeah. You know, like next week, ping pong balls, they all got Brian Flores' face on them. Yeah. And that's yeah. just, you know, just to get everybody, you're always in game mode. If you're hitting the ping pong ball back and forth, that's all your game. The game is always on your mind. Custom job, baby. Who's the best ping pong player on the Dolphins? Um, 
Well, I, I, I think Tua has said that Tyreek Hill bought everybody custom paddles, and he if he is the guy who ordered this, it lends me to believe that the guy who is putting all the work into this is the best player. So I'm probably going to say Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but but isn't that the equivalent of like the guy that goes to the gym and he's in the heat jersey and the heat like he's got like the whole heat uniform on. Dude. He's got the freshest uh, LeBron's I... on. He's got like the game official NBA socks. He's got the headband like he's got all the gear. He looks the part, but really he's just mids. Um, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I just feel like ping pong is so niche that like <laughs> it's it, it, for him to know even to where go get this custom stuff. I feel like he's got to be really into it. But speaking of, can I just tell you an awful experience I had this game week? Now that you've mentioned that it just brought a flashback. I walk into the gym on Monday and dude, this, this burly gentleman, let me be nice and say that, you know, he has on the snuggest. I don't know if he lost a bet or he thought this looked good. The snuggest New York Jets Wayne Krebet jersey. What? Dude. He had like the he had these like shorts. vintage? It was vintage or one of these like, mean, new like, no, no, he bought it, it, it recently. It, no, it looked like he's had it since 1998. No, it looks like it looks like that's you know running the family. Like, and he didn't look well, he looked younger than me, but like not old enough to know Wayne Corbett. So maybe it's been in the family. I don't know. This is I, maybe he got it from a vintage Jets shop. I don't know, but it was a Wayne Corbett jersey, like one of those old replica jerseys. So right, but it was tight. Like it looked <laughs> like he, it looked like that thing fit him when he was 15, and now he's 32, and it's very very snug. He's got to just you know. But go I couldn't get the really Zach Wilson milf hunter jersey or something. I, you know. I, yeah, but I couldn't make fun of him because the Dolphins had just lost 40 to 17. So I was just like, damn it, this guy's just walking I mean, around here. If you're gonna flex, his... if you're gonna flex on Dolphins fans at the gym after your team picks up uh, a Fugazi dub. You know, do a little better than a jersey that doesn't fit you and of a player that really nobody knows. You know what's odd is, like, the gym is, like, the one place where I don't wear a lot of sports gear, like, with logos on it. Because I have, like, basically all my stuff has, like, sports stuff on it. And I do find that people do like to flex at the gym. Like, like they, they obviously not with muscles, but like they like to sports flex. They like to wear their gear on a, on a, on a victory Monday. Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. When the Heat signed Chalmers, remember they signed him – whatever the 10 day never even got to play. I, I did that. I pulled out my Mario Chalmers, Kansas Jersey and rocked it to the gym. And, you know, I got a bunch of compliments feeling good. Eh, I, I, who else has a, a Mario Chalmers Jersey? No, nobody else. Just me. I'm that guy. I like it. I'm the, I'm the peacocker at the gym. Tilden. Wait, as long I'm, as I'm it's the in the right peacocker. Dude, as long as it's the right size and it's not a too tight <laughs> Wayne Corbett Jersey. Cause you know, but you know, Maybe this uh this this coming kind of if the Dolphins lose, I'm gonna see somebody wearing a too too tight Leroy Horror jersey, number forty four <laughs> rocking around. I don't know. We'll That's see. That's fresh. That's super fresh. Have you been able to find a Leroy Horde like, I don't know, on eBay or something, like in a a, a vintage Leroy Horde jersey? I'm sure I could. I remember like Leroy and I walking out of the hard rock one day and one dude <laughs> one dude stopped Leroy and Solana, I I I believe you not, this guy made Leroy sign not me though, but like requested Leroy to sign his posters. He had to have 30 to 35 posters and Leroy, you know how he is. He's nice, but he's going to let you hear about it. So he signed every one of these posters 
while just telling the guy, you have got to be kidding me. What an outrage <laughs> this is that you bring this many posters to the hard rock for me to sign. But he did it. I, I don't know. They got to be up there somewhere. Those those Leroy Horde, Michigan and Cleveland posters. Um, but <laughs> it's it, I have not I have not gotten the uh, the jersey yet. Tobin, I uh, I want to continue the ping pong gate saga. I want the Dolphins on the sideline request some sort of like special uh, request from the NFL. Let them put ping pong tables on the sideline this week. Like let's let's just step on this as as hard as we can, full throttle, and uh, let's troll everybody. Ping pong tables. I want like ten all on the Dolphin sideline. The entire well, you, sideline filled with ping pong tables. You know what my Dan needs to do? You know, like they have like guest speakers from time to time. He needs to bring in like world champion ping pong <laughs> players to dazzle the players. You know, like one of those, like a reward for a win is like see these masters in action to teach them all their tricks. He's got to he's got to find his way out of this. But <laughs> listen, custom job, baby. This picture we painted now of Tyreek Hill, like all I can think about, you know, the Kyler Murray uh, discourse where. He's too busy on Call of Duty uh, to watch film. I think the Dolphins might need a work a clause in the Tyreek Hill's contract where like, hey, enough with the ping pong film, okay? Like this guy's spending hours on YouTube watching the Olympic final between the two best uh, ping pong players in the world rather than watching film on the opposing team. Because with all, I mean, custom paddles for everybody, this is very odd behavior by Tyreek Hill. I get it, but also there's so much time that they're there and just doing nothing also. Like, you know, they have their meetings, they have their prep. You know, everybody seems to be injured anyway. So maybe just, I don't know, just sit around a beanbag and watch Hocus Pocus <laughs> 2 or something. I don't know, but that's tremendous where the, the coach says it's leadership and he goes, no, 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 we're pimping it out. We got attorney. Yeah, uh, leadership. We got we got a big tournament coming. I'm, you know he's gonna like he's gonna deliver Mike McDaniel like a golden paddle too. He's like, this yeah. is going for you too, coach. It's he's like cu- it's cu- it's uh, Yale Yale like customized or whatever. Absolutely. And, and it's got his initials. Or no, it's just it's just a big ball sack. <laughs> he's got yeah, it's a ball sack, and then Van G- he's like Van Ginkel, I got you one. It's made of python skin. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's our Porpoise Pod. Uh, Official prediction, Solana, what do we got this weekend for Dolphins and Vikings? Put me on the spot there, Tobin. What Um, you got, man? Well, I mean, what am I supposed to do here? Say the Dolphins are going to lose their third in a row? I, I, Because that's kind of the way I feel. I mean, not because I don't think this team's good, but, yeah, I mean, you've got your backup. Look at the injury report. It's longer than the tour portion I had to read for my bar mitzvah 15 years ago. I mean, uh, what, what do you want? What do you want from me, Tobin? Yeah, the Vikings are a good team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have tremendous weapons with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, and uh, the Dolphins are banged up. And you know, do I have that much confidence in Skylar Thompson? I have to eat my words. No, I don't right now. I don't. So, if they win, I will be surprised. I hope they win, though. I really do. <laughs> it's not a prediction. You just like you just. I know. I know. basically said I don't think they're gonna win, but I hope. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't feel uh, too far off of you, do. But the one thing is, like, I just I can't believe you know this defense is going down a bit of a path of last year, and I gotta feel like they got more in them, and I feel like they got the the urgency switch on them, so. You know, this Vikings team has been has a good record. I wouldn't say they've been lighting the world on fire, 
And this to me would be just the epic week where the defense comes out and really makes a statement says, Oh no, no, no. We are still, we are still that squad to make things happen. Xavier Howard says that he's going to play. So that's huge. Um, Mostert, I know it's not the defense, but Mostert also like he, he's yeah. pretty much saying, Hey, I know I'm injured, but I'm going to play. So offensively coming off his best performance, Tobin, to your point, that's the path to victory here, right? It's the defense comes out, forces a couple turnovers early, maybe a pick six, maybe a, a forced fumble deep in the end zone or, or deep in, in Vikings territory, and you capitalize on it early. And then it's just, you know, hold on for dear life and hope Skylar Thompson doesn't throw any interceptions. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I'd like them to, see, you know, I hope that for me, honestly, what I want to see from Skylar this week is I want him to be the guy that we saw in preseason. What do I mean by that is I don't want him to be overly cautious. I know the game moves a lot faster, but I will be okay with him kind of cutting loose. You have the weapons to do it. You have, you know, the Maserati and the Ferrari right there. Like, take him out of the garage and let him spin. You don't have to throw little check downs and be unsure of yourself. I mean, the guy was dialing it up with Ezukama out there all preseason. Now you got, like, really elite guys. So... Almost like, yeah, I, I get that. The path would be like, let's play conservative. But also, you're going against a very explosive team. And I think it would really send a message. Other thing, too, it's, man, it would be a really nice thing if they got off to a big start. Yeah. You know, not always have to fight out of a hole. That would be that would be kind of cool. Yeah. So I almost feel like, it, wouldn't it be almost shocking? Like, they probably think, oh, they're going to go conservative. Little play action. Little, uh, maybe a little flea flicker or something. Just really, like, out of the gates. Like, take a take a haymaker swing at the Vikings and see if Skylar can connect and, and, and show uh, some of the things that we all fell in love with in the preseason. Yeah. Give me a, uh, give me the bad version of Kirk cousins, by the way, like yes. uh, that would be huge. I, I if, wish if this we, game was, if, at, I wish it was at 8 PM. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a, it'd be a no brainer. All right, man. That's our porpoise spot today. Everybody custom job, baby. <laughs> Pit my porpoise. <laughs> all right, bro. See you yeah. tomorrow. Yep. Later.